Round one of the 2023 NFL Draft was wild and crazy, unpredictable of sorts. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly, guys, of what happened last night. Next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout with the Draft Network and your favorite and local running back guru. And as always, man, my boy, Keith Sanchez, Mr. LSU himself, you can find him on Twitter at the talent code. Keith, talk to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst at the Draft Network, man. And like DP says, what? 2019 national champ, man. Champ, yes. But you know why we're here, man? Me, myself, Damian Parsons, right? We're here to bring you championship level content surrounding the draft, right? The NFL draft. And yes, we just finished up day one. DP, you said it at the top, man. It was wild. It was unpredictable. I have two words, H-Town, right? I don't even know if that's two <laughs> words, man, but they made one of the biggest splashes today. DP, on deck, man, we have the good. We have the bad. And we have the downright ugly, man. So we're going to get into that, man. Our, our our best picks that we really like, some picks that we questioned, some picks that we absolutely hated, man. Coming up, we're going to get into that. But let's kick it off with our title sponsor first, and then we'll be right back at y'all. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Guys, you already know that we've talked about this mobile gaming app before. If you ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise, then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. Our listeners, you guys, get a 100% free boost to your franchise when using the promo code Locked On in all caps in the game. Keith, the good, man. The good. There were some good picks last night, some picks I really rocked with, Keith. I'm going to let you kick it off. What is one of those picks that you absolutely loved last night? I, I mean, I already preluded to it. Right? We have you to did. talk about the show-stopping <laughs> Houston Texans. How you go back-to-back picks like Drake. at the top of the first round, man? They didn't wait till you know, pick 10 and pick 11. They went pick two, and then you know what? We're going to jump back in there and get pick three. And guess what? You know what it was for me, DP? It was like, man, um, the Houston Texans need to take a quarterback. Then the other side of it was like, you know, the argument for the Houston Texans and their draft philosophy, it was, man, they need to take a quarterback. Then the other side was, man, but Will Anderson is 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 a, you know, generational talent. So you know what they did? They said, we're going to get both of them, right? It's like walking in the <laughs> store and it's like, well, how much did this cost? Okay, cool. That's 20000 How much did that cost? Okay, that's 20000 Which one are we going to pick? Give me both, both of them, right? They said, put it on a credit card. We'll worry about it later, man. And I just love that because you're talking about re-energizing a fan base, but then you're also talking about overhauling a locker room, man. Now, now I think about Will, Will Anderson with Jalen Petrie, with Derek Stingley on the defensive side of the ball. It's like, okay, we have something going now, right? Then you think offensively, right? You, you know, John Mechie, you know, he set the return. Then you still have C.J. Stroud. And then I still believe what? They they traded away one second-round pick, I believe, for this year. But they mm-hmm. – 
I think they have another one. Uh, I, I think they have. So. Well, yeah, but I, I just overall, man, I, I just I, I like being aggressive. Like we have the Miko Ryan's, he's here. We're trying to start making that emphasis to win games. So for me, DP, it was a hundred percent the Houston Texans still in the night, still in the night. I'm sorry, like it, it was tough for me to move on after that, right? I was I was I was in shock first. Like it that they got me pumped up because you talk about like you know, we talk about playing the game of football, right? And you know, being aggressive and you know, playing the game with passion. That was playing general manager with passion last night, yes. right? That was that was taking the bulls by the horn and saying, you know what, we're going to get our guys, right? We we're going to get both of them, man. And I just really liked it because I'm not sure if we ever seen that before. Where a team went back aggressive and went the back to back picks in the top three picks. Right, no, 100%. Um, the Texans don't have a, a second-round pick tonight, but they do have two-thirds tonight. That's what it so was. So okay. they got two-thirds. So they can still add offensive help and weapons. That's a for sweet CJ spot Stroud. in this draft. We, we, we said exactly. this all draft, right? Like, I, I you give me four third-round picks, and that's equivalent to probably like a backing of a first-round pick, and it sounds crazy, but it just simply is. For, yeah, especially in this class. And I, I agree with everything you said, Keith. They, they they were aggressive. They were passionate. They knew what they wanted, and they went out and get it, man. But for me, one of the picks I absolutely loved, Keith, was Christian Gonzalez falling to the New England Patriots. Man, the Patriots traded back. They traded back and still got CB1. old Bill Belichick. The old Belichick special. They traded back and still got the bet to me, you know, and, and not even to me, but we both agree. He was CB1, especially in terms of coverage skills. There was no corner in this class that truly challenged him in man-to-man coverage. The fluidity, the smoothness, the, the movement skills, the athleticism, the, the improvement of the ball skills, the intelligence and, and instincts, everything that he brings to the table. And now you pair that kid, the, the height, the length, the athleticism, Keith, and you give him the Bill Belichick? This is a guy who's had Darrell Revis. He's had, <clears throat> um, oh, man, uh, uh, not uh, Ty Law. Uh, you know, J.C. Jackson that they drafted. I think they got him undrafted on late day three uh, a couple years ago. He just signed, and I think it was last offseason, he signed a big deal with the Chargers. Like, he knows how to get the best out of corners. This is a defensive mastermind, right, in Bill Belichick. And you putting the top cover corner – he got a guy he can go throw on the island again. A guy yeah. on the outside. And, uh, and remember last year they, they, they drafted Marcus Jones and Jack Jones. And those guys, you know, even though they're smaller corners, they perform well too, Keith, in they that did. defense. And two two rookies that played really rookies. well, man. I, like Jack Jones, that's what I thought about when they got Christian Gonzalez. I'm like, yeah, they're getting back to blitzing opponents and playing man-to-man defense because Jack Jones forgot it. They drafted in the – Damn, was it the fourth, fifth? It was it was the fourth back end of the draft. And yeah. when you watched him move, you watched the instincts. Like, I was like, this is a damn good football player, right? And and because I had to study the New England Patriots last year, um, you know, on tape and everything. So as a rookie, this guy stood out. So I'm expecting him to do nothing but improve. And then, like you said, man, you talk about Christian Gonzalez. Now nah, he's he's the more physically opposing guy right because like, he looks the part like jack is you know under 180 you know what i'm saying christian gonzalez is 200 like he looks like you know how they used to have stefan gilmore as a yes. real revis and and i'm like man bill tells you right like because over the years everyone has worried about you know tom brady and then while he's like kind of dangling tom brady over here bill consistently just fills out that defense and mm-hmm. that's what he's doing again he's like okay cool everybody's gonna talk about you know the offensive problems what they need to address right like they right. they definitely need to <laughs> but we're gonna continue to add to this defense and we're gonna win some games playing defense so i i like that pick also dp man but 
there's a couple picks, right, that, you know, we, we kind of talked about on this podcast that was, you know, just, okay, where do we go, from, you know, it, it's it's probably going to happen. We talked about Bijan Robinson to the Falcons, right? right we talked right. about Jalen Carter to the Eagles. How that's such a good pick. We talked and about Nolan Eagles. Smith, yeah, and Nolan Smith, right? Like going double dipping for the the Georgia. What you call them last night? The the the, the, the Georgia the Eagles, Bulldogs, <laughs> yeah, the Georgia Eagles, whatever you want to call them, right? Um, Peter Skaronski to the Titans. Like that was a yeah. good stretch for us, man, because that was a lot of things we predicted. We talked about the Pittsburgh Steelers and Broderick mm-hmm. Jones. Um, you know, just just a the I liked looking at it. I like the Seattle Seahawks with Jackson Smith and Jigba. And we talked about that also if he falls there, because you know, I think that was in our mock draft that we had, mm-hmm. right? Because I had him taking CJ Stroud and Jackson yeah, Smith and Jigba. Right. Um, so that was a that was another good fit. What else did we talk about, DP? Jordan Addison to the Minnesota Vikings. So the Vikings. We talked about that, right? He's going to make a really good number two, a really good complimentary piece. And they went on and took him at that slot. So I thought that was another good pick. Uh, I was it, it was it was really good. And I'll finish up with my last one that I really liked was the Cincinnati Bengals snatching Miles Murphy at pick 29. And everyone, you know, who's listened to the podcast, who listened to us, they know how much we like Miles Murphy as a football player. This guy's extremely talented. Like we said, man, this this pass rusher class is based off of proven, you know, proven production versus potential. Miles Murphy is that proven guy, but you 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 almost want to call him athletic freak. The guy was 6'5", yeah. 260 pounds and ran a 4-5-40. With, you know, seasons with back-to-back seven-plus sacks at Clemson, playing really well. So that was another good pick, man. But, DP, look, we, we talked the good, right? Ho, 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 Keith. I, I want to throw out two. I want to shout out two picks because you, you mentioned Jordan Addison and Jackson Smith the Jig, but we had four yep. receivers in a row, Keith. And I think if you remember the, 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 the uh, bold prediction part – I predicted all four of these receivers will come off of the board in the first round, despite yep. a lot of people saying that there was only one first-round type of talent. But I want to shout out number 21, the Los Angeles Chargers, getting Quentin Johnston, man. Yo, that, that is oh, a, yeah, that we, is a I'm tremendous I'm glad you stopped me. I'm glad you stopped me because that, that's, that's a, a damn tremendous fit. That's a tremendous fit. And then the Baltimore Ravens. Keith, the Baltimore Ravens were, like, maybe the biggest winners of day one and not just the draft, but getting, um, you know, Lamar Jackson signed to a five-year extension, getting your quarterback happy. You, before that, you went and got Odell. You told him, man, we may not be able to get DeAndre Hopkins, but you know what we're going to do for you? We're going to get some flowers. We're going to give you your flowers and bring in Zay flowers to this offense. And I love that, man. These, these, these receivers fell to really great spots and the teams are going to benefit, man. Yeah, is if this was a fantasy podcast or something like right, that, right? right. Like I, I would advise, you know, drafting these guys because they're in good spots, man. Like you say, Quentin Johnston with Justin Herbert. Are we serious? Right? Mm-hmm. We talk about Zay Flowers with Lamar Jackson. We talked about Jordan Addison in that situation with the Vikings, and then even Jackson Smith and Jigba, right? Going to the Seahawks and him playing with Geno and Pete Carroll, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. So DP, I definitely agree, man. I was about to skip out on a couple wide receiver. I'm glad you stopped me. We had to talk about that, man. But look, DP, like we said, man, we like to be positive people, right? But Mm -hmm. we call ourselves, you know, more, we're real, right? We're real, real honest. So we got to make a transition, right? We got to go from the good to the bad, right? And there was some bad picks out there, man, which, you know, was was, was kind of, the teams didn't have to make it that bad, right? They made it hard on themselves. Like we say, you can't do, like when you try to skip over doing the easy things and you make them difficult. So, man, we got to talk about the teams that made bad picks yesterday, man, that we want to put on blast and almost like a what were you doing type of situation. 
Today's episode <clears throat> is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard me talk about this mobile game gaming app before, and if you ever thought you'd make a good GM, you got to get this game a try, guys. It's not as easy as you might think to create a dynasty. With Ultimate Football GM, you are responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, managing all the finances, including the player negotiations, uh, salaries and terms, uh, navigating your franchise through uh, free agency, the draft, injuries, player personnel issues, and all the ups and downs of a season. All this in the challenging and realistic gaming world that Ultimate Football GM gives you, and it's completely free and playable offline, on the go, as you want to and when you want to. Locked on NFL Draft listeners get 100% free boost to your franchise when using the promo code Locked On. All caps in the game store. That's locked on in all caps. So make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. The the bad. Keith, I, I'll kick this off. Boy, I'm going to tell you right now. The, the, the Arizona Cardinals. Um, <laughs> well, wait, wait, okay. Why? Because we, we know that they traded back right with the Houston mm-hmm. Texans. And then did they, they traded back up. Um, in the draft, and if I sound hesitant, it was because I was still shocked doing this part because of the Houston Texans, right? So I think I blacked out mentally, fr- probably for like the next five to six picks, man. After the Houston Texans did what they did, so explain to the people why the Arizona Cardinals made you bad, man. They made my bad because Keith, okay, you 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 trade down, right? And I didn't mind that because you got a nice little haul for that 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 trade down Keith right from three to uh three to 12 initially it was three to 12 and then you traded back up so I'm thinking okay he traded back up with the with the um the Detroit Lions to six Jalen Carter still on the board you brought a new defensive head coach in Keith you know Jonathan Gannon a four-man front truthfully you look at the four the the, the potential that what you have right now there's no dude. There's no guy there. J.J. Watt's gone. Zach Allen is gone. You know, Chandler Jones is gone. Hassan Reddick is gone. You don't have a guy on your defensive line. And then with Paris Johnson at six, tackle. You got three tackles who could start for your team right now. Kelvin Beecham, a veteran. D.J. Humphreys, who you paid and you re-upped. And then Josh Jones, who you've played out of position, but when you played him at tackle, he looked good doing it because he's a tackle. So instead of you, unless you're going to trade a D.J. Humphreys or a Josh Jones, I don't understand this because D.J. Humphreys is a left tackle, so is Paris Johnson flipping to the right? This pick with Jalen Carter still on the board, I just did not like it. I didn't understand. I love Paris Johnson and his potential, but you need a dude on defense. Defense has been your issue for the past couple years, and now even with a new regime, you still ignored that side of the football. All right, DP, I have a question because um, mm-hmm. you know th- this is the the surface level thinking for someone who's not in depth and and has, I guess, detailed knowledge of the Arizona Cardinals. Right? You think. Oh, good pick because Kyler Murray's hurt and now they're getting him some protection. Like, is that the wrong thought to think? Like, and I'm being, I'm, I'm asking you, right? Like, is that the wrong thought to think? Because I know you, you said that they had multiple tackles. So is there, what do you see the path for Paris Johnson? Is there kicking people inside? Like, if we're talking any type of positive out of this situation, because I'm just trying to figure it out because if this is truly the case, how you explained it, I'm all the way the hell out on it too, right? Like I'm I'm all the way out. Like you just said that they had three tackles, like three guys that could potentially play tackle. Paris Johnson is, you know, 285, 290 pounds more of a finesse tackle, right? And that's what I was like, okay, cool. Somebody protect 
Kyler Murray's blind side. But if they have three offensive tackles already, sounds like they need interior offensive linemen, you know, more than anything. So am I right or wrong? Like how, like, like I said, the surface level Paris Johnson protection, is that one thing or is it like, no, this just doesn't make sense at all? It's just <clears throat> to me, kid. It just wasn't a need, you know. Like I said, you you repaid you paid DJ Humphreys to play left tackle for you. You resigned Kevin Beecham to be, I, I would say, is uh, if you needed him to start, he could start, and he's a average starter, solid starter at right tackle. But then Josh Jones is a toolsy long arm kid that you drafted out of Houston, and when you finally let him play his position, he played it pretty well. So it's like, okay, DJ Humphreys and Josh Jones should be. You're two booking tackles in 2023. So that's why for me, it was just like, like, is someone going on? Are you moving someone? Because then it's like, all right, where are you putting, um, where are you putting Paris Johnson? And I, I don't know what they're about to do with this pick. Like, yes, it, it does increase the, uh, the, the potential for the protection because Paris Johnson is a high ceiling type of player, right? Like all the tools, the length, the athleticism, all of that stuff. But I did not. Yeah, no, kid, I don't get it. I don't know what they're about. Yeah, I just had to ask you. Like, you know, just I just looked at it from my perspective, but I know that you know the Arizona Cardinals roster very in depth. That's why I just wanted to give some no, more insight sure. to our listeners, right? And just, you know, just talk about it from my perspective. But DP, J E T S, just, 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 what the <laughs> hell are we doing, man? What are we doing? DP, <laughs> listen, there was not a lot of bad picks yesterday, man. There were not a lot of bad ones, no, but this one stressed me the hell out. I'm like, what are we doing? Because I try to, this is the thing, man, the Jets fan base, right? It's like, even when they're happy, they're sad sometimes. That's the vibe <laughs> I get, right? Like, like I, sometimes I want to tell them, like you say, man, y'all got to wake up in the morning and make a decision to be happy, right? Right, but right. When the Jets front office do things like this, I feel for them, right? Like, like, like. I'm afraid to be happy. And I think that's what they are. They're afraid to be happy. They're afraid to smile. And them drafting Will McDonald. Not that I don't think Will McDonald has upside. But you look at this roster. Last year, you traded back up to draft Jermaine Johnson, right? Upside through the roof. You drafted my guy from Texas A&M, Michael Clemens, last year. By the way, both 6'5", 255, 60-pound, get-off-the-bus athletic freaks, just put it together. Right. You have a contract that you're going to figure out with Quentin Williams, who finally turned it on as a pass rusher in this, you know, defense, right? Then you still, I believe, have Shaq Lawson on this team. Carl Lawson. You, huh? Yeah, Carl Lawson. I'm sorry. Lawson, yeah. Like, you still have guys to get after the quarterback. Your defense was not an issue last year, especially not the, 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 the defensive line. So, Will McDonald is an edge rusher. So you're bumping out one of your young guys to be able to develop, right? For a guy that still needs development in Will McDonald, right? Like he's a guy that needs to develop. So DP, I did not get it at all. Like in an hour sound producer over at the draft network, he said it best. He said the New York Jets now have Aaron Rodgers and they decided to adopt the Green Bay Packers mindset. Right, drafting defensive players just for the hell of it. You know, we're not going to do draft <laughs> offensive yeah. guys. It made no sense to me, DP. If anything, trade out of that pick. But I just thought safety – I'd have been happy if they just drafted another corner. But, like, you know what? All else fails. Let's just go get Emmanuel Forbes, throw him in this cover right. scheme and see what the hell happens. I'd have been like, you know what? Okay, man. But, Will, I, I just – I get it. Pass rush, getting out of the quarterback. But 
from my evaluation, DP, of Will McDonald, he's a guy that's going to have to develop, right? Like he, he's going to have a couple flash plays next year, but there's still going to be a step that he's going to have to take to when you're talking about drafting what top 15, you know, yeah, to be 15. like a perennial, like pro bowl caliber type football player. I'm not sure about that. So that, that was one. They drafted him higher than they drafted Jermaine Johnson. Yeah. It, 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 it I, DP. <laughs> and I, Jermaine I, Johnson had a better, had a better resume as an actual edge rusher because Will McDonald played more four eye. And you know me, I graded him kind of high in the second round. Yeah, I like Will McDonald. But that's I fine. Second you. round, you hit no complaint from me. I'm not saying I, the I bad thing in the you. second round. I but this first you. round, like, and not even the first round, DP, we're not talking about pick 29. We're talking pick about, 15. what's this, pick 15? What, what, pick 15. It's, for, it's redundant. It's redundant, man. Like, yeah, it's, you literally, it, it literally drafted Edge last year, twice. Twice. You drafted Edge twice last year. And then the other team, I mean, it's, it's back associated to Aaron Rodgers, and, and that's the Green Bay Packers, man. We, you know, we that, that was mine. That was mine. We're going to do yeah, I, so I just man, it it, it was I, I didn't understand it. Uh, but man, that wraps up the bad segment. If I sound frustrated, it's because I thought about it all night and I am frustrated. Jets fans, man, I'm trying to be there with y'all, man. We just got well, y'all just got Aaron Rodgers. We're trying to turn this thing around and take a step forward. So, man, coming up next, man, we did the good, we did the bad. Then we're gonna do the the ugly or surprise, right? Like, so that's why we want y'all to hang around. We come with an ugly pick, or we might come with a surprise pick of the 2023 NFL draft coming up next. If you're looking for a delicious snack and you don't want all the sugar and calories, you need to give the best tasting protein bar ever a try. Built bar. If you're like me, you want to make healthier snack choices and you don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just a thing for you. Built bars and built puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste, taste taste so amazing that you won't think that they're good for you. What makes them so good, for starters, they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real dark chocolate. They have a lot of flavors, unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and my favorite, cookies and cream. I actually brought a couple uh, you know, on this trip to KC for the draft. And, I, and how did I do that? I went to my local Walmart. And got a four-bar box of cookies and cream, guys. But you can also go to uh, your your Sam's Club, and and as well as we can help you if you just go to builtbar.com. You can go to builtbar.com, put in our promo code locked on fifteen, and you'll get fifteen percent off your next order. The ugly, Keith, or the sh- the shocking. Uh, I, I I'll I'll kick it off, Keith. I'm gonna say shocking. I don't want to call it an ugly pick. Nineteen. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, no Tom Brady. Um, Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask battling out for the the, the 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 mid quarterback of the year, you know, for the starting job. And what what makes it shocking to me is not that you just not only did you draft a Kalaja Kansi, who I read the report that he wasn't even uh, aware that they were interested in him, Keith. So like that was crazy in in, it, in itself. But then also because of the need at quarterback. And yes, me and you both are we're, we're 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 high on his tools, but not on like the tape in terms of QB out of Kentucky. Will Levis, he's free falling down the board, Keith. And I read a report that it had something to do with his toe, and but it it didn't even sound like it was something that was going to derail his career. It was like it kept him out of two games last year. He might need surgery or something, but he says no, that's not the case. So I think for me, Keith, it's, it's I look at it from an aspect of your Tampa. You draft him at 19. You stash him for the year if you want. You let Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask do their thing, and you keep it pushing. You know what I mean? 
But I was shocked to see Kalaja Kansi name come off the board because of the simple fact of the matter is you don't have a quarterback. You don't have a freaking quarterback. And you went defensive line, and one fell right into your lap. I don't know what Tampa Bay is doing, but it shocked the life out of me. Yeah, DP, I want to comment on that. But, man, you left such a segue for, for me to get into my pick. And my pick was the guy that didn't get picked. Will Levis, man, stayed there. We only had one Will drafted last night. And listen, I'm about to give credit to – Two. We had two. We, yeah, we had two. I'm sorry. We had Will McDonald, right? It was not three, right? It was the Will McDonald. It was the Will I didn't expect to get picked, right? It was two edge rushers, <laughs> not the quarterback, man. But listen, man, I, I have to give credit to ESPN and a production. Because on this very podcast, I mean, on, on yeah, on this podcast, I talked about, right, the ESPN show and the, I forgot what they named the series where they follow the quarterbacks. They could have fooled the hell out of me. I thought the Indianapolis Colts liked Will Levis. I thought for sure they loved Will Levis, right? So shout out to ESPN and their production because they tricked the hell out of me throughout that throughout that show, man. I, I thought it was etched in stone, right, that Will Levis going to the Indianapolis Colts. I talked about it on his podcast, but man. This is a guy that, you know, there were some some people that were talking about this guy's a top three pick, locked. He's the best quarterback. Josh Allen. That, yeah, he, 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 he's Josh he, Allen. He was everybody, right? He, he was the the guy. And then the fall to the second round, DP. Like that was that was that was crazy, man. And, and that's why, man, we appreciate y'all listening to us because we we try to talk about both sides of the fence, right? You know, and, and we try to base a lot of our conversation based off of things we know and the things we know are based off of the film right and at, like if you ask me what grade i gave him i gave him a second round grade like that's me that's too. what i thought his his talent you know shifted to i thought that's what it said but you know the conversations and you know you get you hop on twitter and man this team loves them and these visits and these meetings and you start hearing a lot of stuff but what we continue to see dp and i haven't been doing this for a very long time on the nfl level right but the college level, man, and, and the evaluation process. The film reigns over everything else, man. Like, like at the end of the day, these like most of these, I'm gonna say most, most NFL teams just want to draft the best players, right? Like they like that, that that's kind of just what it goes to. So, man, I, I was so surprised that Will fell out of the first round because you're talking about quarterbacks that were covered it. And it wasn't one of those things where DP where it was two quarterbacks that fell, right? To where it's like, you know, like Anthony Richardson fell the pick 20, and then there was just no need to draft Will Levis after that. This is a situation where the other quarterbacks went in the top five picks, right? Like you had the top three quarterbacks like fly off the board. And then what we heard, the Minnesota Vikings won them. We heard the Tennessee Titans won them. And they didn't go after him. Like I thought, like, in matter of fact, they didn't even have to get aggressive. Like he fell to them. No, and they still allowed. did not pick him. So, man, I, I thought that spoke volumes. Uh, maybe what the NFL was with Will Levis, right? And, and that's when you kind of get the conversations, things going versus what is actual reality. And, and actual reality was, you know, Will didn't go. Um, but guess what, man? They're not speaking about it like we're going down on a, on a guy um, because we know this. It's all about situations, right? And maybe he falls to the second round and falls in a really good situation. I'm expecting if we had to predict, right, a team to get aggressive, in the second round and move up, you know, get some draft capital, move up and draft them. But that was my surprise situation was Will Levis not getting selected at all after the other three quarterbacks went in the top five. No, I agree, Keith. I agree. It was, it was a bit. It was the biggest shock to me, truly, in, in the entire draft that he fell out of the first round entirely. And uh, like I said, if it's a toe, 
it better be one that's gonna derail his career if you're gonna let him fall in the first round for a, a big toe. That's just how I look at it. Right. You know what I mean? It's just really weird to me. But guys, we appreciate y'all for always tapping in and, and really sticking with us through this whole draft process. Um to all you know, every day making locked on NFL draft your first listen every day, Monday through Friday. All the everydayers, we appreciate y'all. Y'all are family at this point, and you already know it. So, uh, as always, go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. Um, you know, tap back in with us, you know, more than likely on Monday, unless we come with a, a, a extra podcast on the weekend, uh, this weekend, you know, after rounds two and three. But at least on Monday, you can tap in with us because we will be breaking down the entire draft and, and talking about it. For Keith Sanchez, you can find him on Twitter at the Talent Code. I'm Damian Parson, DP underscore NFL. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network. 